sing it one and all. Join in the chorus, North Melbourne's on the ball. Good old North Melbourne, the champions you'll agree. North Melbourne is the team that plays to win for you and me. episode of the second season of Stern Look, which is proudly sponsored by WADA. Tonight we have Quiv. Welcome, Pants Kyle. Thank you. Hello, guys. Hello to yourself. And also, tonight on board the JMAC freight train, we have Philly Roo. Good evening, Philly. Great to be here. Great to be here. And finally, we have the man that inspired Taylor Garner to grow a moustache after seeing him for the first time. Welcome, Rob Zombie. Pleasure to be here, K4. Good to have you. Tonight's show is going to run very similar to last year's show. So, first up, we'll briefly discuss what's been happening on the North Board and what's been happening in the off-season and off-season highlights for all us panellists. And then we'll just go through a few questions, some questions from our steamed posters that you brought us earlier today. There won't be any VFL chat, but they'll be back next week, so never fear. Hopefully Nate will be back also next week. Rob and Philly will be taking the reins mainly with the reviewing of the Saints NAB Cup Challenge match from last two weeks ago. And then Quiv will, and the rest of us will preview the Collingwood game. I considered having guests on from opposition boards during the pre-season games, but it just didn't seem worth the effort for the pre-season. However, opposition guests will be used as often as possible during the season. I've already got an Adelaide guest lined up. So moving straight into the show, it's been a very busy off-season on Big Footy for some, and for others, an opportunity to get away from the craziness of it all. Starting with the North Board, the sympathy for Essen and Fred absolutely exploded after the guilty verdict, which a few of us are happy about, or most the AFL's happy about anyway. So, Quiv, just briefly, what were your thoughts on the whole reaction to the verdict and the punishment itself? Um, well, look, I've said all along, I feel sorry for the players, um, but they're always going to be found guilty, so, I don't know, it was just a long, dragged-out effort to finally get there. I haven't really paid much attention to it, I just focus on the footy and leave it there, so I'm probably not really qualified to say much on this thing. Fair enough, fair enough. I'll quickly say, I don't feel sorry for the players at all, not one little bit, I think... In any other sport, in any other country, anywhere else in the world, we'd all be on our high horses saying what idiots the players were for allowing this to happen. I mean, I I know Joe Watson personally, and I think he's a ripping guy. But what a fucking idiot. Like, what's he thinking? Like, how can these guys think that they can get away with what they did and what they allowed to happen to them? And I think that the punishment was spot on, what they got. But I think the punishment for the club hasn't been enough. I think there's no way that they should be afforded the first draft, first first pick overall in the draft should they come last, which everyone... Second, Zilly. They'll still be Carlton. 
Oh, everyone could beat Carlton. I, I don't think they'll beat Carlton in the season proper, though. I think I think they'll really battle to win a game. And, I mean, and if they if they come last to get the one pick, and then their only good backman pisses off to Freo next year, they're going to get picks one and two because of the compensation. I just think it's it's crap that that they're allowed to get away with that. And I think it's crap that they haven't taken Joe's Brownlow off him already either. They should mm-hmm. just make the decision. I'm not sure there's a huge amount of clarity officially about this, but I'm under the impression that as delisted free agents, they don't attract compo picks, right? No, I don't. I thought, the, I thought the ruling was that at the end of their suspension, they were entitled to become delisted free agents rather than regular restricted or unrestricted free agents. Well, that, that is good if that's true. I, I heard them saying, I've heard them say a lot on SCN in the last couple of weeks that Hooker's going to go and they're going to get that, they're going to get the two pick should they come last. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. I'd, I'd like to check that one, but I, I don't know, mate. I, th- I think that they should have. The players deserve what they got. I don't feel sorry for them at all, and I think the club's got off pretty easy, really. Mm-hmm. Some good points. I'm with you, Philly. I think it's possible to simultaneously hold two ideas in your head that the players were led astray and the club was more to blame, but that they absolutely should have done more. Yep. Oh, there's a duty of care there, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there is, and, and you know what, they're young guys, they're young players, and they can be talked into doing things, but Dustin Fletcher's not a young guy, Joe Watson's not a young guy, Spike McVeigh was not a young guy. Like, these, these dudes were, were seasoned professionals, and they know the rules, man, and if they didn't figure that out, then, I mean, seriously, just piss off. It's, it's, it's not on what they did, and I've got zero sympathy, and I hope they all burn in hell. <laughs> Strong words there. Um, moving on to some of the other events of the off-season. Um, there were a few Oshenko U beauty threads, which were interesting, just to say that. Apparently, you were supposed to join the show. I still haven't got a message from him, so I don't think that will ever happen, but anyway. Um, there was sheer chaos in the trade thread, which I think most of us avoided, except for Philly and myself. <laughs> Maybe a few choice appearances from Rob to say what a mess this is. Oh, just train wreck TV. <laughs> what? I couldn't, I couldn't pull myself away from it, but I couldn't bring myself to say anything. <laughs> what? I love it how a few so posters are used to be burnt in that thread. Yeah. So many people are called idiots. In fact, I think there were. I may have missed a couple of monster threads because I had the original poster on, on Ignore. <laughs> Didn't even know they exist, existed until I got mentioned in them and pulled them up on Tapitor. Jeez, so a bit of reading then. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how we wanted to lynch our list manager. If he hadn't even made a trade before trade period and some of us wanted to lynch him because <laughs> we weren't active enough or were, we're going to trade certain players. But, I mean, without being silly, we nailed that whole period. Well, yeah. yeah. Looking like, back looking on it forward now, to the future, there's potential there, yeah. Without without big names, we did as much as you can. I mean, I think I, I had a bit of to and fro with uh, heaps of fun earlier today in one of the threads. It wasn't Anderson for first rounder. It was... Anderson and a second and an upgraded second for a first rounder, which we then managed to flip into all the goodies we got back for Basti. Mm. So it effectively turned out Bastinac and Curry 
for Anderson, Clark, Hibbard. Yeah, that's right. Anders, Anderson and Curry for, sorry, Bastian and Curry for Anderson, Clark and Hibbert. Because yeah. the, you'd have to assume that with our original second, we don't get Clark or Hibbert. Yeah. We could possibly even just get Wagner with that second. Because he went only three picks after our original second. Yeah. Yeah. So our upgrade of third was only three picks after our original second. So effectively we got Clark and Hibbert for free. In an Anderson for Bastinac trade, and that's that's just genius. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I mean, and make no mistake, the absolute best signing through the whole trade period and through everything was extending Goldie. Mm, definitely. I mean, it's it's <laughs> that was that was the signing of the period, and it's not even close. I don't give a shit. They can keep you can throw Trelaw and all these other spuds at me, but not saying Trelaw's a spud because I have it on good authority from a couple of you boys earlier that he's a gun. But Goldie's a superstar, and we've we've locked him away. He'll he'll be a one club player now. I think that's enormous. And speaking of Trelaw and Aish and whoever else, the 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 amount of Schadenfreude we got watching Collingwood squirm over Aish for the second week of the trade period was pretty nice too. They even invaded our board to give us their thoughts. Like, yeah, they invaded everyone's board. Like anyone mentioned Aish, you'll find five Collingwood posters following you. Oh, that was a nightmare, that trade period. Anyway. Um, I'm just glad I wasn't on call for their Collingwood board Ace Watch. Oh, going off in the middle of the night, you have to respond to a post. It's terrible. <laughs> and if you don't respond, you just that and the other. <laughs> um, so we'll move on to off-season highlights. So in particular for myself, and then we'll ask my fellow panellists what their thoughts are on the off-season. My highlights were more Bay 13 related, so you can tune out if you like for the next minute. But I participated in a survival style thread, and there was a survival survivor type game where I had to do certain challenges. For example, I made a James Heard Star Wars video and made a few gifts of KFC Boy and Kim Jong-un and stuff like that. It was quite fun. I had a lot of fun that killed my off-season. How about you guys? What was your highlights of the off season on Big Footy or not on Big Footy? I'll probably start with Quiv. Sorry, mate. Uh, you're right. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I don't really do much in the off season. I just relax and drink a lot of alcohol with the family. Uh, but on Big Footy, I guess the SFA keeps me busy. For everybody that doesn't know, it's a fantasy football game. Dungeons, Dungeons and footballs, it's called. <laughs> yeah, fantasy football game. You pretend to be a footballer and just talk shit against your opponents. It's actually quite fun. Join the Bears. Um, and that's what I do in the off-season. Free plug there. <laughs> How about you, Philly? Uh, well, so from a big footy perspective, I think the uh, the membership thread and the Hells Bells effort to get some memberships for someone that's been a member of North Melbourne for a long time. I was massively impressed with how many people got on board and contributed and made that uh, made that real. And he posted, I don't know if anyone saw it tonight, but he posted the uh, the photos of his four memberships on Big Footy. And I think that's that's something that's pretty special and something that, that show I mean, look, we're a big bunch of dickheads most of the time and we give shit to everyone a lot of the time. But when someone actually needed something, I think it was pretty cool that a lot of people got behind it. Mm. Um, 
in, in following on from that, the very similar thing happened with uh, with Macaroo last yeah, that was week. Was very or good the week that. before, which again is really cool. Like it's, I don't know, I don't know. I haven't been on Big Footy that long to know whether other clubs and other boards would do such a thing, but I doubt it. I, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I think the, uh, the look at the end of the day, we're, we're a pretty good group of people. And the third one, still North Melbourne related, was, and it's probably inappropriate, but. Magic door getting cleared, I think was it was amazing for him. I mean, I I think it's probably not over in his head yet, and it's probably going to affect him, and it could affect him for the rest of his life. What what what's gone on? But I, I think the fact that he's cleared now, and he can concentrate on footy as much as he can, because the club, you know, I mean, the, the club stuck by him as well as they could by delisting him and then putting him back on as a rookie, and now he's the nominated rookie. And, He'll be available to play round one, whether he plays or not, it's another thing. But mm. I think it's uh, it's a pretty good story that he's he's now cleared and he's good to go. Not suggesting that you know anything against the other person or or that uh, that he was innocent or anything. I've got no bloody idea. But the fact that he's cleared and he's a North Melbourne man and that he's he's good to go is a, was a big highlight for me. That's that's all North Melbourne and footy stuff, really. I mean, yeah, that's what we're here to talk about. So that's what we'll go. With. No worries, uh, Rob. A oh, couple of highlights. Obviously, the Richmond versus North highlight uh, thread on the main board is just... It's <laughs> a beauty. Couldn't agree more. It's just summer. Man. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I, there are no words for that thread. <laughs> is it open again yet? Because it got shut down for a bit. Oh, did it? Oh, yeah, God. DOS shut it down because everyone started just... Mad Adam just... He's, he's a very good troll. He knows how to troll people well. He's one of the very best. He's yeah. so good at it. And he, yeah, and the Richmond posters five right back at us. Follow him on Twitter. He's got as many good jokes on Twitter as he does in the... Uh, I've got to pick up on that then. Yeah. I um, DM you as real life, I think. There's also a thread on May 13th. Uh, what, what else was highlights? I think the... Uh, the uh, IUB love met fiasco was yeah. tremendously entertaining. Yeah, really good. They're funny threads. <laughs> and obviously throwing my lot with Philly about you know the, the the chipping in to help a couple of but fellow posters in need was was good to and see. It wasn't, it wasn't small no. sums. This was a lot of money. A lot of strangers were giving to help another one out, and that's yeah. you know, that's special. Yeah, and that I, I do. I respect everyone in that thread that contributed, and even if you just sent messages of support, it does make a difference. All right, we'll move straight on to the questions then. Sam Philly took up half an hour. Sorry, talking about his highlights. <laughs> I only had three. I, I, I thought I was good. They all took ten minutes three. each. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, we'll move straight on to the questions. Uh, they most of these are from Jay Z, who's been on the show before, so he knows how it all goes. So there's a few of them. So I'll start with Quiv. Which players do you expect to take their games to the next level? Um, obviously, um, Sean Atley. Did <laughs> <laughs> he get any better? <laughs> uh, oh, look, he's already, you know, a class above everyone else in the comp, but there's still room. Uh, ben Brown is my big one. I really want to see him, well, he can take the mark, but start converting and getting in the end of more. Um, that was that was really my only two. Sean Atley, obviously a bit of a joke, but Ben Brown's obviously my main one. 
Fair enough. How about you, Rob? Well, I'm worried that deep down, if you want me to be, to be brutally honest, I'm worried that Taylor Garner might not turn out to be better than that fight. <laughs> the Ferrari? But seriously, I mean, look, I, I am what I and the great would call the chief pom-pom waver, so I, I don't spend much time worrying about that stuff. I know my, my view of the older players is they were already old last year, so how much older are they going to get, you know? The guy who goes from 37 to 38 has only got 2.5% older, whereas the guy who goes from 20 to 21 just got 5% older. Oh, that's mystical. That is mystical. Um, seriously, I mean, Gibbo could lose his spot without actually being any different as a footballer from what he was last year. Um, you could say the same about a couple of guys. And honestly, a, a bit of churn and turnover and new blood wouldn't be a bad thing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, Nahas, I think, will struggle to get too many more senior games, and that's not to... Oh, he's done well for Not to denigrate any of the good stuff he's done in his couple of years either. Um, well, I don't think there's any obvious candidates who've had a, a big step forward. I, I feel like last year so many guys that we hoped would step forward either didn't or stagnated or, or slipped a bit, but there's not too many of them in that boat this year, you know? Mm. That's an interesting question. How about you, Phil, just briefly? Well, I'll be very brief. I, I think that we've already spoken about Garner, but, I mean, he's got the opportunity to really, really explode. It's the first time he's had a pre-season in... Is it five years or four years? Um, I think Sean Higgins, his NAB Cup game the other day was frightening good until he hurt his knee. If he if he gets himself fit and he's right to go, he's almost in Brownlow conversations. I think he's just class, and hopefully, hopefully Jack Siebel next level, please. Well, he's dropped the weight now, so he can actually get that tank of his going because that's his main problem. Is his tank. Same when he, when, he, when he plays well, we win. I mean, so let's yeah. play well every week. Oh, the stats back plays. that up. Will, yeah. will he finally play a bit more down forward? Mm. Not if he's lost weight. If he's lost a bit of weight, that suggests he's going to stay more in the midfield, doesn't it? I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right, eh? Well, with the it's hard when you look at the midfield group, especially when you have a tag or to see what the first, second, third groups are. Yeah, I mean, it is. But, I mean, the other thing... We, all, we always get stuck on, on those three midfielders, you know, that are there. But let's face it, it's only for the centre bounce, and then there's shitloads of players around the ball. So your midfield group really is extended into the wingmen, the half-forwards, the half-backs. I mean, not that they play in that structure anymore anyway, but, you know, around the ball, you're going to have six, seven, eight players a lot of the time. So even if even if, he, if Zeeble's lining up in the forward line, I mean, it's not to say that he's not going to be around the clearances just as much as he has been previously. Because we know the ball's always going to be in our forward line, don't we, Philly? Well, we need to get it back so J-Mac and Ats can get a few possessions, mate. <laughs> I'm picking J-Mac and Supercoach. He's going to have to... Oh, jeez, that's a... It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. I'll put Omira in. I'm going to have to trade him out now. After the oh, God, no. I put Daniel Wells in because he's going to make me a bit of money. Anyway, we're getting a bit bit off topic with that. Um, Do you get bonus points for ridiculously long handballs? I'm super happy. Oh, you should. Here we go again. <laughs> anyway, um, Philly, how many games do you expect Mr. Anderson slash Neo to play? Well, I think this is a really interesting question because I was going to say I expect him to play every game. And then I saw the outs for this week's game 
and it, I know it's only NAB 2, and I know it doesn't really matter. But NAB 1, he didn't get a lot of the ball. He did that one ridiculously cool step. But I don't know. Maybe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my original every game call to maybe 12 home and away games. What about you, Cliff? Do you reckon he'll play many games? Yeah, I reckon he'll play more than he doesn't play, that's for sure. Um, I <clears throat> I was against getting him, to be honest, when we first got him. But, uh, yeah, looking at his highlights and the way he goes about everything, I think he'll play, he'll fit in well with us and he'll play almost every game if he's available. Mm, off that half forward flank? Yeah. Yeah. So who goes out, Cliff? Uh, well... Nahas is obviously one. He was, I would say, he was one of the regulars of last year. He steps aside. Uh, who else have we got? So, who, so would your small forwards be Turn, would be Turner? Will probably won't get a game, unfortunately. But will it be Thomas Garner? Thomas and uh, Thomas Garner, Anderson, obviously Anderson. Garner. If Garner gets a game as well, you know. <laughs> Plus, you got then, Harvey on the half forward. Then you got yeah, well. Boomer and Missy Higgins. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice rotation through half forward when you look at it that way. There's you know, half yeah. a dozen guys. It's a good problem to have going we've, forward. We've been good scorers for a few years now. Like, we struggled a little bit at the start of uh, last year, a little bit, but our scoring's always been pretty good efficiency wise. I mean, depth's, depth's important though. I mean, Hawthorne showed over the last three annoying years that they've won grand finals that they've used a lot of depth. A lot of players play for Hawthorne. So we. We need to match that. We need depth at every position. And I think I don't think we're as bad as deep as we do now. Not that I can remember. We're, we're deeper now than what we were in the 90s. Mm, okay. I'll just yeah. have Nate, Nate Seven message me from the grave. He's saying that he wants to come on to the show. I'm not sure if I should let him on. Yeah, let him on. <laughs> oh, all right, I'll add him on. Might regret this. Well, none, none of us have got any awkward flirting stories, have we? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. He's a worry. Well, I'll get on to the next question anyway while I add Nate. Um, Rob, what team do you want to beat most this year? Look, there's no right answer to this, is there? It's, a, it's all of them. But the one that really springs to mind, like just leaps into my mind, is fucking Gold Cup. <laughs> yeah. I mean, round one, obviously, because it's round one and it's Adelaide, and I've always, you know, I've, I've never liked Adelaide. West Coast, because because they're big footy supporters and such idiots. But really, deep down, really deep down, if I have to choose one, it's fucking gold. Any other takers? Yeah, um, going Philly. I mean, I, I I enjoy beating Richmond. I think that's fun. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But I think after what Hawthorne did to us last year, I think I really want to smash those bastards. Really, really want to hurt them. And I want if if one of them even steps out of line, I want someone to take a four week suspension and bash the prick. <laughs> I know what Nate's going to say. Footscray. Bulldogs. Just call them Footscray. This is everyone. Footscray. Uh, for me, it's got to be Richmond. They just melt so hard every time. 
every time. They melt when they win, they melt when they lose, and they're always so happy all the time. It'd be great to beat Richmond on a body free kick too, by the way. That'd be really Hang on, what, what's the body question here? Sorry, I'm just going to interrupt. What's the question? I've joined in halfway through. Holy shit, you're loud. You sound a lot rich. like Richie Benno then. A lot like Richie Benno. <laughs> what team do you want to beat most? Bulldogs. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Full gone conclusion. Um, I don't know. Haw- Hawthorne, hey, Philly, how good was it a couple of years ago when we fucking smashed them to Yeah. Uh, by the 4th, 2014, Friday yeah. or Saturday night, Eddie had. Yeah. It was one, of, one of the most, that was when Brian Lake lost his shit. I mean, that was one of the most fun nights I've had at the footy, so I'd like to replicate that and do that again. Um, <laughs> uh, hmm. Still going there, mate? <laughs> Sorry, mate. I'm just, just, just whipping, whipping down a, a drink, mate. Just, just struggling here. Uh, we'll move on to the next one. Um, yep. This is from Rules Rule to Rob. He wants to know <laughs> if you're watching The Walking Dead or do you watch it? Well, no, for the obvious reason that it's just too traumatic watching so many of my fellow zombies getting slaughtered. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I perfectly understand that Sebastian, Ruse Rule's mum's special friend, nephew, Sebastian, no, whoever he is, Sebastian. <laughs> That's a funny question. Might find his TV not working properly too often when it's on. That said, you know, I am looking forward to Pride and Prejudice and Zombies coming out. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, anyway, uh, the other dean has a very controversial question about our favourite player, Sam Gibson. So, he asks, Assuming for a second that the coaching staff aren't complete idiots, if Gibbo is as shit as the obsessives around here would like you to believe, why has he been selected every single week since been making his debut? Is it a collective mental glitch from the footy department? Shits and giggles, or a massive big footy troll, or are people who denounce him out of hand simply advertising the fact that they struggle to comprehend the nuances of elite footy? Who wants to take that one? Well, it's clearly the last one. Kipo's a good player. It's absolutely D, as Philly just said, is absolutely D. Is people who are absolute dribblers cannot grasp. You cannot name anyone. No, I'm not going to name anyone this, this year. Um, it's fucking obvious, seriously. There is no way, it, it's beyond a troll, like how can a guy just be back in week in, week out? So it, it's obviously, I don't know, I think people must be taking the piss out of themselves or something because surely no coaching department, however good or bad, there's, there's no one that is just that stupid, however bad Brad can be at times, but... No one, no one is seriously that stupid. He is not as bad as people make out. Sorry, Gibson's not as bad as people make out, that is. Any thoughts, Quiz, or you're right? No, I I like him. I'm I'm all on board the Gibbo train, so... I mean, Gibbo's got his flaws. When he kicks it out on the floor, I feel like jump on the fence and whack him as well. Who who doesn't have their flaws apart from Sean Alley? I mean, (laughs) when when Drew... (laughs) Here we go. When Drew Petrie misses a goal from 15 out straight in front, I'm oh, not altogether happy with him either, you know, but... Billy. It, it, yes. 
I told them too much again. <laughs> All right, next one. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> um, finally, Donkey Chomp wants to know. Would would, would, uh, would like to know. <laughs> I was had a stroke there. Um, would like to Dro- know whether it. North can realistically win the flag, Philly. I will win the flag. I've got no doubt. I'm That's why I asked you first. <laughs> really, really very confident. And I'm confident every year, but I'm really, really confident. I think mm. we've, uh, we've got the list, we've got the, the drive, and I think we've got the players that can get it done. And I think it's going to be great winning number five. <laughs> yeah, it should be a goo pretext if everything Philly says. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> That's all right. It's good to have someone positive on here for a change. Philly, do you do you agree this is our last shot? No, nah, I don't. I Can mean, I, who's going to who's going to retire at the end of the year? Maybe Petrie, Boomer, I Petrie. I, I think Boomer plays again. Really? Yeah, I do. I, I don't. He's, I don't. He'll get the record and he'll be happy with that. But I don't think Boomer's playing for the record. I think Boomer's playing for. A, a he's not. He's playing for a premiership, but I, he's old. He's but I think the other, the other thing is, but, but, <laughs> the way he's playing, I mean, like, he, he just keeps kicking goals, and he just keeps oh. running away from blokes. I mean, I watched the replay uh-huh. of the game I sat with you at the Richmond final last year. He, yep. he was the best player on the ground. I don't give a shit what anyone says. <laughs> I mean, Jared Wade played a good game. But, but Sean Attlee that, played the best game of all time, am I right, Quiv? Oh, of course. Cotchen played, played good that day, too. So are we talking about the Richmond final? That was... Yeah. That was Taylor Garner's coming out time. Oh, that's you? second quarter. Jeez. <laughs> Taylor Garner played one good quarter, and he, and he was very important. But I think he got subbed out at three-quarter time, didn't he? Oh, that was unfair. Well, don't let him run until July. Of course he's going to struggle to run them out. Yeah, that's, fi- that's fine. I'm not saying he wasn't great, but Boomer was exceptional. I Look, mean, I'll, I'll, I'll do the devil's, devil's advocate, naysayer, doom merchant, whatever. Setting aside what you might think about the supercoach generation and the obsession with that sort of thing, this is the first year in a long time he hasn't played enough midfield the previous year to qualify as a mid-forward. He has pretty much already become a small forward. I've got no so doubt that's, that's where he'll play most of his footy this year. But, but that's fine. That's, it's, it's awesome. Sorry to interrupt, but was, was it last year or the year before that he played back one? That was last year. He played a bit. In the, played a few weeks. Oh, that. that was a nightmare. Just, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's a nightmare. Yeah, I, I concur. But yeah, yeah. I, th- I think this is the year he's settling into being predominantly a small forward instead of a genuine mid forward, and that's probably the point where we're where there's a little bit of acknowledgement that he doesn't quite have as much of whatever it was that he used to. Mm. Well, what doesn't he have though? I mean, he kicked. What did he kick him out finally? He kicked four goals. I don't he's reckon he's as quick as he used to be. He's as smart and as agile as ever, but he's not as flat out quick. Over yeah, over distance, no. He's not as quick as he used to be. His preparation's good. His tank's good, but his goal sense is brilliant. Like, he's never looked as fit or as strong. I don't think he looks better. No, him. I'd agree with that. But the body's going to break eventually. He's lost that. Just that. Inch of speed, just that little bit of speed. You can just enough to notice it. I tell you what, when he takes three bounces and kicks a goal from outside fifty on the run in round one, 
I'll uh, I'll tag all you guys in the post and say Steve Bubb. <laughs> well, look oh, at me we'll behind the goals. I'll be up in with my arms in the air. I'll I'll be watching Lockie Hanson. Don't worry about that. I'm not going to watch any <laughs> other player. He's my goo player. Does Lockie get games this year? Mm, good question. I left him out of my best 22. And I it's felt debatable. doing it. Mm. He knows who's Lockie. We might get into it with the preview and might talk yeah, about right up, sorry. No, that's all right. No, it's a valid question. Um, we'll get straight on to the review, then we'll do the preview, lads. So moving on to the review of the Saints game. So firstly, Rob, and then Philly, what did you make of the match? What did you take from it? Oh, look, I had a really fun day. Did you actually go up to Wang, Philly? No, I didn't. I couldn't get there. Yeah, I managed to get up. Um, really nice little country oval. Stood on the hill, more or less behind the interchange benches. Uh, on the on the broadcast camera side, um, there are a few things that stood out to me that I don't think other people people who weren't at the game were noticing. Mason Wood, uh, outstanding game. Uh, the work rate, you know, even that one that he fumbled and had to recover and kick the snap, his work rate to get him in position for that was great. He's looking massive, uh, Captain America type, massive. Um, on the other hand, you know, people were saying such great things about Wagner, but apart from the couple of nice things he did, which were great, um, really kind of hesitant, easily pushed off the ball, just nothing but a learning experience for him. I mean, good, good for him to get it, but and show show a little bit here and there, but he's he's a long way off senior selection, I think. Um, Higgins, like Philly said before, is just he's good at football. Uh, forward line was good. You know, the, the three talls with Wood in place of Brown um, worked as well as, as I thought it did with Brown in there. They still, so they still have the, you know, the three tall stuff working well. Clark was impressive. Again, his work rate was more evident at the ground, you know, where he was and how hard he was working to get to the next context, contest and stuff. Um, that's all that really springs to mind right now. The the fact they were able to just get a big bang, bang, bang run on was nice too. Just play like a proper fluid footy team that's in good nick. How about yourself, Philly? How did you see it? Just, I'll try to be very brief because I'm getting a bit of stick for taking too long. But I think <laughs> Luke, Luke McDonald played a pretty good game. Uh, he still makes the occasional mistake by foot, but he uh, he looks a bit quicker. Good. Other people agree with that. Yep, I would, and I and I'd add he looks a lot more dangerous up the ground than doing yeah. out of the back line. Yeah, I, I think he still I think he still had one really bad clanger, but apart from that, I thought, thought he played a really good game. I'd echo what you said about Mason Wood. The only thing I'll say about Mason Wood, though, I again talking best twenty two stuff. I struggle to see where he plays. I, just, I mean, I think. It, it gets down to how we structure the forward line, but mm. Drew Petrie... Does, but if you look at a guy who can play as a third tall and as a tall winger come mid and we're in the no-sub era and he's got excellent endurance, is he just the ideal post-sub era player? Yeah, you're probably right, but who? I mean, does, does, does he take Ben Brown's spot? No. no. Does, he, does he take Jared Waite's spot? Not right now. That's the thing. Drew Petrie's spot, I don't think so. The only spot, God forbid me saying it, is maybe Gibbo on the wing, but his defensive stuff 
well, Mason Woods I'm talking about, is nowhere near as good as Gibbo's stuff. And he so, gets a bit lost at the midfield too. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I, th- I thought he played a really good game and he was impressive. At, for the third time, Sean Higgins was freaking amazing. That go- the, a couple of the goals he kicked were just ridiculous. Clark running through the midfield, taking a bounce and bombing what should have been a super goal was really impressive. And I'm just going to say two more words. Three or well, two of you. Three of you include the hyphen J-Max handball. Stop it. <laughs> just take my cum. My God. <laughs> That's all. That's all I've got. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, did you watch the match, Nate? <laughs> no, I didn't watch any of it, but I'm just going to... No, I actually, I did, actually. And um, from <laughs> some club over in the West here. And uh, it, it was a good day. I actually was really impressed with um, Ryan Ben Cousins Clark. And he's... Oh, seriously, the amount of people who are messaging me, like Jay-Z and a few others, saying, does his haircut not... Look like a is not is it not like a young Ben Cousins? Philly, I think I messaged you that earlier this afternoon. Yeah. But oh, I was like, geez, he was he looks like he could play early in the season. I don't know, um, I don't know who's what he probably takes, but he looked the goods. But um, and it's hard to tell with the St Kilda outfit how if they were near full strength because I wouldn't have a clue at the moment. I didn't even. Well, they didn't have a Ray Walt. They didn't have Fisher. They didn't have a few of the veterans. Well, they had what, as far as I know, they had six to eight out, but does it really make a difference? I mean, this is fucking killed it, but yeah, they had that tall Ruckman who, I mean, I've, I've batted on about for the last two years in the VFL, the, the tall African American guy. Holmes. Can't think of his, yes, Johnny, uh, not Johnny Jason. Holmes, Jason. Johnny <laughs> 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 uh, Holmes jokes already. It's not even fucking round one. Um, yeah, no, it was a good day. He, so Clark and Higgins, um, yeah, great day out, as for the rest, look. Sort of, I don't know. Mason Wood actually, I was a bit sort of funny about. Like, I'm not sure if I really like that performance or I really just go, uh, is it my sort of radar for him going, oh, is that putrid? Or am I, am I, no, seriously, am I looking for sort of shitness with him or is it just, was he actually ordinary or am I, or is it just me? Hang on, I'm struggling to swallow here. Is it, really, was it, <laughs> gag reflex. Is he, hey Philly, was he actually pretty ordinary that day or is it just because I've just got this radar for him that this goes fucking look for any floor in, in Mason Wood? Do you mean in the NAB Cup game the other day? I mean in the St Kilda game yeah, yeah, the other good. week. No, he played a good game. He played a good game. Yeah, in aspects, but like across the whole game I thought it was a bit, yeah, you know, a bit, bit five, a bit six out of ten. Anyway. Well, like I said, mate, the, um, he was a lot less impressive when I watched the replay a couple of days later than he was at the ground. Really? Yeah. Mm. Anyway, we'll, we'll move straight on to and, the... Uh, and, and for the super coaches among us, I thought Tom <laughs> Lee was interesting for St Kilda. He's a bottom-priced defender. Jade Gresham will probably get a bit of, get a game or two here and there. He didn't score too well. No, but he did enough to show he'll get games. Mm. Sometimes that's what you need. Fair enough. We'll move on from Super Coach. I don't know how we got there, but um, <laughs> no, that's alright. I do Super Coach myself this year, so should be interesting. Uh, moving straight into the preview of the game, so I'll leave Quiv in. So it's, it's expected to be 38 degrees on match day, not the hottest part of the day in the afternoon. So the AFL, I'm not sure what their policy is. I'm pretty sure they would maybe have to stop the match, maybe. 10 minutes, 20 minutes into the last quarter, who knows, with them. 
to avoid injury and whatnot, because it's just ridiculous. That That's over the top. The Inns for North, I probably got these wrong because I've only just did them last hour or so. So Goldie, Infinity Dicks, Daniel Rolls-Royce Wells, Dal Santo, Big Bobby Brown, Hanson, Gibson, Jacobs, Senior Black, Hibbard and Mountford. The outs, uh, as I said, I probably stuffed it all these around, but anyway. Waite, Harvey, Higgins, Turner, Mr. Anderson, Fredo, Wright, Atley, uh, and Mr. Thompson. Uh, my man, BMAC, in as well. And BMAC's in, yeah. I, yeah, I knew I forgot one. Because I didn't have a definitive list of ins and outs, so I had to, I had to look at the list, and I was just too lazy to do it. Same with the Collingwood one, they were ter- their site was terrible for it. But the ins and outs of Collingwood, just briefly, Pendlebury, Clark, Cloak, Langdon, the young draft ACO, the Greater Western Sydney Phillips, and Goodyear. Jeez, they have some funny name players like Goodyear and Broomhead. They're awesome names. That's funny. If you talk to them about Broomhead, they just put a picture of a broom in a Collingwood jersey. Um, whilst Sidebottom, Swan and a whole lot of youngsters from the first game will sit out. They had a pretty impressive game against Geelong, I must say. I, I was impressed by them. So in general, Quiv, what do you expect from both sides in terms of the game style, how it might play out? I expect a NAB Cup match, to be perfectly honest. I don't expect anything special, especially in 38 degrees. It's going to be a pretty, pretty relaxed game, I'd imagine. Um, wouldn't be surprised if it does get called off late in the last or something. It's going to be much shorter quarters than we're used to. Um, I, I honestly don't know what to say about any type of game style. I, I hardly watched last week. I haven't seen any football really this off-season. Fair enough. So, yeah, I apologise for not being prepared. No, no you're right. Um, it's a bit hard too. The matchups seem the squads are a bit larger. Twenty nine going down to twenty six. I just, just flat out can't get interested in a nab cup. Quick question for either anyone here. So Manford's in. Who are the other first year players that are in this squad? Uh, Clark, Wagner. Yeah. Uh, McKay's uh, not, yeah, not in. McKay's not in at all. He'll be playing VFL, they said. Yeah, I'll give you a VFL wrap-up next week. Yeah, I um, said that. Yeah. So we've got, who did you say? Manford, Wagner, or Wagner, and Clark? Just... Sorry, that was a dermy moment. <laughs> and Clark, yep. So just the three? Manford, Clark, Hibbert, Wagner, so four. Okay. Question for Beatron. Are there two players that could possibly be more the opposite of each other than BMAC and Mountford? It's a great call. Uh, I've seen that with the fewest fast twitch fibers of any human, according to Beatron. Yeah. Magnificent kick, and Mountford's the exact opposite. He's like a like a jackrabbit through traffic. Kicking, I'm sure, will come on. How about Spider Burton and Dean Rioli? I think what you're getting at is Spider Burton and uh, Daniel Motlop with his summer turtle diet. Yeah. <laughs> I love that turtle diet. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. 
And we're done. <laughs> we're done. No, not quite. Um, so it looks like they've brought in the big American. I'm pretty sure he's American anyway. Uh, Mason Cox. Uh, so he'll be going up against Goldie. So that will be interesting to see how Collingwood handled the ruck situation. In terms of our forward structure, Peachy might actually be cut from the 29 squad. So it'll be interesting how we go in terms of forwards. I know, Nate, you mentioned Black is an interesting inclusion. Right, is, it, is he seriously playing? Yeah, um, he's part of the squad. As I said, free get cut from the 29. Just reminding the rest of the competition he's available for trade at the end. Yeah, the we won't, we'll get maybe a pick 55. Yeah, I, I think I've been banned from Community Complex, so yeah, we'll just keep it at that. Um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> he was nice to me to play a function once, so... Oh, he's a nice bloke. Yeah. So you write him off? Jeez. Since we've turned on him, I mean, he's been shit now for two years, but Black at his best is very good. Has Wood overtaken him for that next yep, third? Definitely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's, not, it's not to say that that's, that's going to be true by the end of the year. I mean, no, yeah. Black's in the, he's, he's got a spot yeah, on the not, list. He's a chance. No, sorry, it's not so much that Wood's overtaken him, it's just Black's allowed him to have that position essentially relinquishing the position. So how someone of what was Aaron Blake's calibre can just go backwards so much is, mm. I don't know, those on the Kieran Harper bandwagon that say the same sort of thing. They'd just be like, you'd just be amazed that someone can go, um, can change that much. And it yeah. is fucking disturbing. Well, the new VFL, I know this is a little bit off-topic a little bit, but I'm just trying to tie in this VFL affiliation. Would that benefit him? Because he'd probably be playing VFL. Let's accept that first up. He could be playing VFL twos. Yeah, Yeah. well, would that... That would suggest VFL reserves. Would that new affiliation just with Werribee, no longer North Ballarat? I know you can play in the... He's not a good deep forward. Let's just accept that he can't be a deep forward. He just doesn't have the size... I don't think he has the smarts enough with his leading patterns to do it. But he can play that half-forward role, which he can use his mobility and just wheel around and run. Would that Werribee well, affiliation work? Allow I don't know. To do that? Leading up the wings, it would be beneficial, but the thing is, with um, a lot of the um, the key for, the key position stocks at Werribee, it would be a case of he may go down there, but it depends on how they rotate their personnel at Werribee. And having not seen the entire list, I've only seen three quarters of, um, I am reluctant to make a definite call on that. But what you're saying there about, you know, that the full forward or the old style full forward ain't going to happen. So unless it's a centre half forward or leading up the wing or leading and wheeling around like, I don't know, like a rewalt used to or pick your player, that's probably how I see it. But um, I don't know, unless you can find on the... Um, had another chink to his bow, so only he knows what that is. But, um, I mean, anyway, good luck to him and hope he can turn it around very soon. I mean, no one wants to see him fail. No one here wants to say, oh, you know, put the mockers in and say, you know, he's an ordinary player or whatever else. We want every North Melbourne player to succeed, but it just happens to be that he is, he is someone who's had all the tools of the trade and for whatever reason the last two and a bit years has, um, hasn't been there. Mm. Um, just to finish on, just in terms of weights, like, looking at, say, Drew Petrie and Zeeble, a few other players, they've lost a bit of weight in the off-season. 
And I know that's a reflection of the interchange, but that, is that also reflective of... This is for everyone, by the way, so you can just jump in whenever. Is that reflective of our style that we're going to focus more on trying spreading our midfielders and taller players out in terms of endurance and tanks? I think uh, the big thing with Drew in particular is he's not going to be our key forward anymore. He's going to need to do what Jared Waite does, and that's run up the ground a lot more than he already does. So Bob Brown's going to be the big... Brown is going to be our key forward. Drew's playing to teach him teach him to play it, um, which should, should be good, for especially for Ben. It'll be a learning uh, curve, I think, with that. Cause, oh, definitely. I think, think Patrick still gets the number one defender, though, doesn't he? If he's uh, forward, yes. Yeah, if he's in the 50, he'll get it, but he's still as soon as he leaves, he's gonna go, they'll move to Brown. Brown's going to be the key target. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's going to be used a bit more as a swing man, you reckon, with Petrie, like we did against Fremantle pretty well. Oh, I would love to chuck him down back. If the game goes against us, chuck him down back, let him take some marks, let him just settle it down. But he helped change that Fremantle match when he did that. He did that a few times. He ran both to both ends of the ground doing that, presenting targets at both ends. Yeah, yeah, he's got an incredible ability just to every step up. <laughs> you know, a lot of the times he doesn't, but every now and then he can just stand up when needed, take those clutch marks, and get the ball rolling for us again. Right, I'll, I'll finish on this. Who's going to have a better year, J Mac or Taylor Garner? Ooh. Or J Mac because he's going to play games. Ooh. 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 Any other takers? Well, I, th- I think they'll both play a lot of games. But in terms of overall quality from where they've been from last season, who do you see as having a better I year? I think J Mac will have a better year. Yep. I do. So take us from that <laughs> 18 to 25. I'm actually jumping on the Philly Room bandwagon. Uh, J-Mac, I think, by the end of the year, will be potentially recognised as being the top ten sort of non-key backs. So does he play defence or does he play midfield more? Or just stay on the wing? He'll be a defender winger. Defensive winger, yeah, general defender. And attacking defender, you know. Yeah, he's very good with that. He's absolutely huge now. Um, We'll finish on that before. I I think people are going to start talking about him in the, the, the... Suckling, Birchall, Bob Smith, uh, Bob Murphy kind of group by the end of the year. He's just and I think, to... I think Anderson will, uh, Anderson Garner will certainly come to people's attention as a genuine player. I know, we'll finish on a, that bright note. Just quickly um, before you do finish. Yeah. No injuries this week, guys. No injuries. Yeah. Who knows with this heat, though? Just worried. It'll be an easy game. It'll be relaxed. Yeah, and that's when bad injuries happen. Just take, just shit. Sit them, sit them all at three quarter time. Fair enough. Um, We'll finish on that. Um, Thank you for joining us tonight, everybody. Quiv, Nate for jumping on late and contributing sweet bugger all. Rob, (laughs) Philly, thank you. Thank you. And thanks again, as I said, to Quiff. He's always good to jump on most of the time. I'm glad to have him on. I'm glad to have Nate back on permanently, hopefully next week, or semi-permanently. And we'll finish on that. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoy this year of the Stern book. Good evening.